Hello and welcome back to The Back Pocket, the uh, podcast that now we've lasted two rounds, lasts longer than Barry Hall does in a boxing ring. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am your host, Jack at Turner, and I am here with... Alastair Hampton is my name. How As usual, uh, discussing the week gone by in uh, Backman in Football. Yep, that's what we're here to talk about. Um, so, uh, pretty pretty boring round. Boring round of footy, better for defenders than last week though. It was, um, like, and that's probably because it was b- more boring. Yeah, the worst, <laughs> a worse round. Like, <laughs> there were some genuine team defensive efforts that were fantastic. I thought Gold Coast's backline held up spectacularly against Melbourne. Um, I thought Frio's was the most hit and miss I've ever seen a backline be. <laughs> Some players fantastic, others, but we're not here to talk about the bad ones. Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> Noah Bolter has decided that he's a full forward now. It's a shame, but, um, you know, it's working for him. I, how would you, you, you... You're Phil Davis. Last week, you blanket buddy. You keep him to one goal in a game that people had in town to kick five. The next week, Noah Bolter runs a bit too fast, and you pop a hammy and watch him kick four from the sidelines. Look, it's a shame. His uh, his unassailable leads probably not going to last yeah, too long it's, now. It's, it's a few like it, unless you know we get everyone just gets the split votes for the next like eight weeks until he comes back and he yeah, gets another we'll see, we'll see. It's possible. It is. Uh, it was a weird round. We had uh, West Coast got decimated by COVID. There was a rookie ruckman playing full back. Uh, someone lit a pie on fire at the MCG, and half the crowd thought they were meant to get evacuated. <laughs> Um, hey, the rookie ruck almost worked. The rookie ruck, yes, hey, look, <laughs> they did a an amazing job. Um, especially if we want to talk them up, the defenders. I thought mm. McGovern and Hearn were brilliant. Like they could not have played better games under the circumstances. Oh, they needed to. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and I, that sounds funny because Larky did kick six. Um, McGovern's not, but like he wasn't he's playing not a, a stay direct at home role. Defender. That was what yeah. Jamison was trying to do as a lanky ruckman. Um, yeah. I thought they did an amazing job, and I hate to talk up West Coast, but I'm <laughs> going to have to on that game. Um, it, it was a brilliant performance. Um, and then we also had uh, Buddy, obviously. Uh, the AFL was like, we've got 20 minutes for this. This is fine. We're going to have like security get there, and they'll form a circle around him before the crowd gets to him. Uh, the security did nothing. The crowd was on the field before it even kicked the ball, and it, the break went for 35 minutes. It was, it was a very long 35 minutes. Um, props to Buddy. We're not here to oh. talk about forwards, so I'm not going to give him too much praise. But absolutely, oh, 35 minutes minutes felt like two hours. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, oh, nice. They get to switch over to the cricket, and they watched the last two wickets, and then there was still another like 20 minutes for the football game. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't know, what do I do with my life? Yeah. Now, and, and then there's obviously happened with the pies game as well, with the the burning pie. So yeah, that was good. <laughs> hopefully, we can avoid delays in games next. Yeah, round. I'd like a week that just goes. There's no like mass COVID, which I'm worried about with Sydney and Geelong. <laughs> um, <laughs> that just had 20,000 people on the field with them uh, Someone's ashes filtering across It's one heads. of the weirdest stories oh, Really, really weird um, But yeah, it'd be nice to have a round That just nothing weird happens um, Anyway, I feel like we'll uh, we, It worked as a good starting point for conversation about players We can jump into the votes uh, I think you went first last I did week. go first last week um, I'm going to go first this week With a uh, an early show favourite uh, Back pocket plumber Bindoon Dirt Drags Peewee 50 oh. race winner <laughs> Turned three time premiership forward uh, Defender uh, Nathan, Nathan Broad. Broad Nathan Broad What a game Bolton moves up forward in the absence of Rerolt Has 20 disposals A bunch of intercepts just marshaled the back line. Um, yeah, he stepped up. Incredible. Best game I've ever seen him play. Uh, in circumstances where I think it was like level pegging for who was going to win that game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had GWS down. And it just corralled that back line brilliantly. It was a really good effort. Yeah, I think he did put in a good effort. Um, it was... It's, a, it's, it's, it's becoming a bit of a makeshift 
uh, defence at Richmond, but I feel bad saying that when players like Broad and Short are really stepping into roles that were owned by players previously. Hooley's gone, Short stepped in, Bolter out, Broad steps in. That's what you want from your football club. So yeah, and with with a fully fit list, like with Loston in, and if they get mm-hmm. you know those players back, that that backline looks a lot better again, and Bolter gets to move back because Rewa to be in the forward line. Um, but they've done a really good job to cover that. Like I had them get pencil down for a two nil. Yeah. Start to the season. Um, and they've, they've won one, which is a bonus one, really, if it comes finals and they need an extra win. Yeah, for sure. Um, my one vote is a rough one because first quarter they looked like they were at sea. Uh, Marcus Adams gets a vote from me because Peter Wright looked like he was about to kick 10 and just absolutely dominate a game. I don't know how many marks he had in the first quarter. I think it was, it was like eight or something. Yeah, and then like a few hitouts and yeah. two goals. and Three goals. Three goals. Yep. Like... And then he finished the game on three goals. Yeah, because well, Marcus I blame Adams. you for that. Like, genuinely, <laughs> your, uh, your call, oh, that's what he finished the game on with the hit-outs and goals, and then he did. So, um. Um, no, Marcus Adams did a fantastic job, undersized in just stopping him. And it was more of a, it was a team effort, which is why he's only down at one, and obviously he kicked three, so it's not a perfect game. Um, also helps when Lockie Neal just goes beast mode in the middle. But, yeah, great game. Um, yeah, two-litre Peter was really... surprisingly on the back flank. True, um, which yeah. Which was a strange one that worked out for me. Um, but a really good game. <clears throat> Zorko's, uh, he's a quality player wherever he plays, forward pocket, midfield, and down back apparently. Yeah. So maybe it's just a Zorko thing. Props to it. Um, my, num- my, my two votes is one that I think mm-hmm. is going to finish significantly higher for you. Um, it looked like it was going to before we just had a, a solid weekend of defenders just rebounding out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, is Weedering with the two. Yep. Um, I think it got decked down just because there was a little less disposal on Mark's as the game went on, like he had a big first half in terms of disposal. I think the last quarter he had two touches, but the six spoils were huge, especially yep. when the Bulldogs were rampaging. Um, I think he was also heavily assisted by McGovern playing the game that he normally plays in that up-the-ground intercept role, and he just got to sit back and, and make sure he was defending really well. And some of those spoils to save the game at the end were brilliant. Um, uh, absolutely. I've got a little bit more to say on this one later, so I'll save it. But, um, yeah, he uh, he really did save that last quarter, which is obviously great for me. Especially <laughs> losing like the third key early with uh, McDonald going off yes. and having to replace him with a mid-sized player. Um, and Lucky Plowman definitely didn't have his best game as a defender, but he was a bit underdone, so I'll, I'll give him the pass this week. <laughs> Um, so I guess that's back to me. Uh, my two votes, and I feel bad putting him this low because he had a fantastic game. I already talked about him, Jaden Short. Um, the reason I guess I'm putting him this low is because he lost me in AFL Fantasy this week. <laughs> uh, if he didn't go this big, I would be 2-0, and but unfortunately I'm 1-1, one and one, which I don't enjoy. Um, but yeah, like Bashar Huli out, and he just owns that role now. Um, he had an okay game last week, and this week he just... Flushed it. I, you feel bad for not putting him higher. I didn't even get to squeeze him in. He's in my like, honourable mentions list <laughs> yeah. I've got here. But there were a few in there that had amazing games because there was some really solid rebound roles. Yeah. Um, I think Broad got the role ahead of him for me just for a, more of a defensive game than a, than a running game. Um, got him in there. But uh, Short played a, a phenomenal game again. Yeah. Um, without that bounce off that back line, they would not have made as many yeah. opportunities as they had. I think that was pivotal to them actually swinging that one in their favour. Uh, so that's why he gets the two from me. Um, the three for me is someone we touched on earlier, uh, Jeremy McGovern. Okay. Um, what, what a game. For someone who people used to criticise for being, you know, lazy and, and disinterested. Used to. Um, yeah, well, I mean, still do, absolutely. <laughs> In a game where they had, like, 14 outs between last week and this week. Um, set a record for the most players used in two weeks of an AFL season. 
Really? Um, yeah, That's by, a by like a, a big stretch. And just looked like he you know, had his normal defence around him. Um, took great marks and put people in the right spots and um, paired with Hearn back there. They, they did. A, I, I was shocked they got that close. Like There was no way I thought that they would, they'd be within three goals of North at the end of that game. Yeah, I, and I'm hoping it's a, a like a turning point for him because over the last season, obviously I have a few West Coast supporting friends who are less than pleased with um, McGovern in general. Um, and I think there's been a big shift, I guess, surrounding what he's being paid. But when he's playing at his best, he's worth it. I, I think like it's one of those ones where I used to joke <coughs> about how Bulldogs players, supporters used to complain about paying Tom Boyd too much, but when he wins you a grand final, you don't it doesn't care. doesn't matter. If McGovern hadn't taken that mark on the goal line that turned into the play that got that goal to win against mm. Collingwood, they don't win that grand final. So every dollar they've paid him over the years has been worth it. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um so my three, I don't know if uh, they're in your list, but I'm giving three to James Sicily just because he continues to be fantastic. Uh, he looks like he hasn't missed a game. He, he was in my like preliminary version of these votes. <clears throat> he didn't quite get in, but yeah, mm-hmm. again, um, he's just a rock at the moment in that back line. Yeah, uh, he's, he's almost untouchable, which worries me because obviously Carlton play uh, Hawthorne next week. But if you look at the coaches' votes, he's in the top 10. He's the only defender in like the top 15 or 16, I'm not yeah. sure. I did the maths but then forgot it. Um, and he deserves it because each week he's played a fantastic game. Yeah, and, and I mean, just about he'd be best and fairest to that leading Hawthorne's best and fairest right 100%. now. 100%. I, I don't think there's much competition like, on that one at the moment. And if he keeps playing the way he is, that's another All-Australian, and he hasn't, it feels like he hasn't played in two years. Yeah, pretty much. Um, played a yeah ridiculous uh, game again. Uh, my four, these two are very close to me. Uh, my four is Bowie. Um, Same. Bowie, Bowie. Bowie. I say um, Bowie. Bowie. Uh, what a game. Yeah. Uh, it helps that I think Gold Coast... Uh, got the red confused on his jumper and theirs and it looked like they were picking him out sometimes but um, that game was just a game of defences I think that Gold Coast played a lockdown defence and Melbourne played a rebound defence mm-hmm. and Melbourne's worked that a little bit better yep. Gold Coast I think had like 12 more inside 50s but um, Bowie and May had I think like 12 intercept marks between them as well like 10, 12 intercept possessions for Bowie alone or something. he like had this. 16 intercept 16. possessions it's an incredible which is why he gets these in for incredible because um, and that's a 7th game player it's a, like he's he's not lost a game of football in, in his career. I don't know. I, don't uh, think, I think, hold on, we've had two games. I think this is his ninth game. Ninth game. So yeah. seven by the, by the grand final. Yeah. Um, has never lost a game. Didn't play in that That's league. That's wild. Uh, and it's just cruising. Uh, awesome. It helps when you're in the, like a top line defence like that. But 34 disposals off halfback, a little bit of mid-time, 16 intercept disposals. You can't really fault it. Um, playing like a seasoned halfback in less than 10 games is wild. Because it's yeah. one of the hardest spots to, to play. Like, you said, teams put wingmen there and they mm-hmm. fall. And, like, he's just stepped into it and does a brilliant job off the bat. Hmm. Absolutely. Oh, it was the same. I was the same. Oh, so Jake, four, 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 four yeah, for right. me so, as well. So, test the fives. And I wonder if we've gone the same here. I've gone Absolutely Ryan. not. <laughs> I've gone Ryan. You've gone Weedering. I would assume. Yes. <laughs> um, I've gone Ryan. Um, I thought in a game where... Uh, St Kilda were allowed to kick easy goals you had the, the patch where in it was like less than 150 seconds King kicked three on yeah. his own Higgins kicked three that quarter as well Tim Memory went goalless for the whole game um, and Ryan finished up with almost 30 disposals mm. that's just for me in a game where you got belted basically your, your defence got belted and you managed to just pull off a performance like that I thought it was brilliant um, if you take out that one quarter, free to win that game easily. But that's yeah. the same as last week when they almost lost to Adelaide. Um, probably the biggest issue in that game is going to be those fades. Yeah. Um, but that's I, what I thought his game was awesome. 
Um, uh, the thing, the good thing about Luke Ryan is, I don't think it matters what you tell him to do; he will do it, and he'll do it well. Um, obviously, I don't know if it was it was two seasons ago where Frio's defense was just absolutely decimated. That was his and, Australian year, I think, and he yeah. just did everything. And um, you can play him as a rebound, you can play him on a key, you can play him on a small, and he'll he'll nail it. Uh, one game. He I got a special see. mention for me. He yeah, did. I went to see them one game. It was a Geelong Fremantle game, and he was playing on Hawkins. And I think Hawkins only ended up with like two or three goals. Mm-hmm. But it was a day where they got so monstered that like that's amazing. That was yeah. an incredible effort from him to be uh, like ten centimeters taller and probably ten kilos lighter. Um, and it, it's almost astounding to watch him because you see the contest each time. And you're like, ah, he's got yeah. no chance, and then he gets it. Just gets that one hand in, or yep. like just puts them off enough. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who the commentator was, so I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus with it, but it was really funny. I was listening to the radio the other day and someone was talking about him like he was underrated. Um, and the other commentator just kind of dropped in with, yeah, he's an All-Australian and won the best in Ferris last year. Like, he's not... Like, no yeah. one no one doesn't rate him. He's a genuine star of the game. Yeah. Um, and you do wonder, like, if Pierce had managed to stay fit for the last few years, just how, you know, much better as a rebounder Ryan could have been. Yeah. But he gets forced to play every role in that back line. I think, I think, it's, I think it's better this way because he can fill any role... And they can, uh, you know, manage their team around it. Obviously, Pierce has been very injured, so if they need him to take a spot, he can. If someone else goes out, he could take that spot. And I mean, Young played a really good game as Young well. Did, Young did play well. I think it was like a, a turnover or two that were um, iffy. But yeah, I've got him in my in my special mentions two yep. weeks in a row. Um, unlucky to miss out on the vote. <laughs> he started the season really well, and I think it's his third or fourth year now. Um, so coming into his own in that back line. I think the problem is that that's most of their team right now. Is those players who are just coming into their own. Um, and missing Darcy, Fife, and Mundy when you've got a team of players who are almost at that level yep. is really damaging. I think if they if they get those players back, they have Darcy for like a quarter. Um, I think they'll be able to handle those momentum swings a bit better because the panic won't set in. But yeah. it's really going to be really hard for them to manage that in the meantime until they get at least one of Fife or Mundy back. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that happens with young teams, um, and they can be up one minute and soaring and then the next minute they're just getting towed up so you'll see a bit of that for Fremantle I expect and hopefully they can pick up because they've got some fantastic players on their list I mean just look at Brayshaw's last two games yeah Um, almost tried to carry them across the line yeah pretty much Um, and last week his last quarter was massive Mm -hmm. so he's just really pulling it together Um, he's hitting the right edge and Sarong is is just a gun inside mid like Mm -hmm. he's just the in and under game is great so I think they've got the, the foundation there but the problem is we've said that about Frio for 10 years. Yeah, it doesn't um, help that it's slowly being picked apart, but um, oh, now I've forgotten his name, and I feel terrible. Uh, Brody, f- who came across from Gold Coast, he's fitting quite nicely to yeah. help with that. Um, I think the, the interesting thing, like, it'll be interesting to see how this goes for defenders this year, is that we're really seeing the signs of the 666 having more of an effect mm-hmm. on game plans. Because um, momentum of- has just been it this year. Like, I haven't seen a game really without a lead change, like, after quarter time at all. Like, there's been at least one Last week, most of them were after halftime. This week, we had most of the games had a lead change at least once after quarter time. Um, and it's just been really exciting to watch. Like, there's been some beltings that haven't been that case, but seeing a lot of the games just have that run um, where you have to stop the other team's momentum because they'll just get the ball out of the middle and drop it in there again. Mm. And, like, you've got to, ha- you've got to get that back on your side. Um, it's exciting to see how that can go this year. Yeah, it's bringing the key forward back into it. And, which... and Backman, like, yeah. actual defense, not like your team's yeah. own because you don't have time to do it. Um, and that's partially the reason I'm giving my five to Weedering, um, because whilst we were playing, t- they were playing team defence. 
Um, McGovern was off kilter after a half time. He started to give away free kicks. He had some moments. Uh, Oscar McDonald went down, and Wiedering played a lone hand. Everything was coming into that forward 50 in that last half, and anything he didn't spoil or knock out of bounds or get back out of the 50, um, it went through for a point. Um, and if he wasn't doing that, Carlton would have lost by f- five goals, probably. There was an effort from Doherty in the last quarter mm-hmm. where he spoiled, smothered, and then tackled in about a 10-second passage of play, which gets him a special mention for that. Alone. Yes, I had him Just like He played a great game, but that one moment was so momentous in that game. Yeah, it's hard for me to give votes to Doherty because he's playing like a hybrid defence midfield role. Um, and I want to give points to defenders, but I do have him in my honourable mentions yeah, this I, week. I had a few players in that kind of spot. Yeah. Um, uh, like, Doherty was in there. Cumming was in there because he played very high mm-hmm. underground this week. Um, and I even feel like Young Vafrio gets in that yeah. a bit because he's dropping up onto the wing while they've got so many outs. But just that, yeah, some of those efforts are incredible. Um, and I, the other thing I was going to say, we're talking about team defence. Um, watching that Sydney game again, and I've seen this time and time again at the SCG over the years is it amazes me how they managed to set up so well at that ground where they consistently lose the inside 50s and consistently lose the centre clearances and outscore the opposition significantly. I've seen so many at the SCG five to six goal wins from Sydney where they've lost the inside 50 count by 12 to 20. Do you think it's because they're just better at using the narrow ground? Or the, or the, the shorter ground? Yeah. I feel like it's that kick. I heard someone from West Coast talk about it a few years ago. It might have been Schofield. Mm. Um, uh, on ABC Radio after he retired, saying that like you really have to adjust to that second kick out of full back not going as long because you'll put yourself in that awkward position where you're 60 out, which is where you don't yeah. really want to be kicking inside yeah. 50 because you've, you've put yourself off and everyone ends up in those right out in the pockets, mm-hmm. taking those awkward shots. Yeah. Um, and Sydney know how to play it, but it's just incredible that after I mean, they've been playing there forever no and teams still fall into that trap no and worked just it out. the mass inside 50s that they beat teams with. And it's, it's just incredible. And they do have a good defence. Um, you know, between your, your Rampies and your Lloyds and your Cunninghams, they've got a really good backline. Mm. Um, but it's just a really good setup from that team to just push teams out there and just make them uncomfortable the whole game. Don't forget the double McCartans. Oh, and the McCartans, who, who started <laughs> on fire. Like, and Tom played a great game all game, and Paddy had a good last quarter again. But their first quarter together just looked like it was going to be one of the most incredible defensive efforts. Yeah, it was scary, but uh, it came back down a little bit once uh, Sydney got a real kind of run on towards the second half. Yeah, and I mean, that also helped the ball was getting in there a bit less. Um, mm. I I think that win was even more impressive from Sydney in the fact that they were searching for Buddy. Like, the amount of goals they might have yes. kicked if they weren't... And I mean, what, did they still kick 17? So yeah. the, the, the goal they could have got if they weren't just searching for Buddy yeah. was incredible. I think that game was kind of let down, and this is a no-brainer, but by that big break. Yes. That looked like being a hugely scoring contest. It ended up being like 70 to 100. 77 to 107, I think, was the final score. And there was one goal kicked in the uh, last 20 minutes of that game. I think it was Chris Scott after the game said he had three players on the bench. I know one was Cameron. I think one was Duncan and another player. They didn't want to get injured. They were like, there's no point. Yeah. Um, after a 30-minute break, they've cooled off. That's I don't exactly think anyone it. was going People hard. have soft injury injuries and stuff like that. Mm. But like, that game looked like it was really high octane. You could have seen like a um, you know 130 to 100 kind of score. Mm-hmm. Maintaining the same margin. Like Both teams were going inside 50 and yeah. scoring consistently. Um, Geelong would have kicked points. But <laughs> um, it's, it was such a shame that that got killed out of it because that was such an attacking game all game. Yeah, but uh, I mean... We're never going to see a thousand goals oh, kicked again. So look, I can't blame we'll, we'll take it. anyone for getting <laughs> as excited as they did about it. I liked that old mate brought the ball back. Um, 
Oh, I would have... It ended up being the absolute win, though, because, like, instead of having a ball which people might not have believed him was from that goal, mm-hmm. he now has, like, a signed pair of boots and photos and, like, a whole bunch of stuff that he gets to go home with. I still feel like he could have made a lot of money on that. Just selling it online. All he had to do was go to a training later in the year, get it signed, and then he has the video proof of him with the That's ball. That's true. Yeah, and everyone saw it. This is art and- I want to know, has anyone tracked her down yet, old man whose head was in front of the camera? the whole time he was lining up for goal. <laughs> that was like... No, probably not. In- incredible. Like, just stood up in front of the Fox camera. They, could, they couldn't find another angle, apparently. I don't know what was going on there. And you just can't see Bunny. The whole I'm, time he's... The I'm whole sure time they'll find up. it because they're milking as much content out of it as oh. possible. They're going to get Wallet Guy on the fucking TV soon <laughs> to, to have an interview, so... Yeah, I loved... There was a few of them, like, players learning how large AFL football... So mm-hmm. fans learning how large AFL players really are. Like, the few you saw ran into people that just dropped. Bounced. It's funny. And, like, Zach Tui was great defensive on effort. One, and he kind of, like, dropped back a little bit, and the guy was just on the floor. Um, uh, and then I think someone ran into Jeremy Cameron up the other end of the ground, and Cameron didn't move, and the other guy just, like, dropped. And you're like, just big big lads. Mm. I think, you know, like, people don't understand that when you see them on the field. And blokes who look tiny are probably, like, your height. I think that's not your height, personally. I mean, when, <laughs> when people are watching at home... You don't know that. <laughs> When people are watching at home, like you don't like you see people who look tiny, yes. and they're like very normal sized people that you'd see in real life. Yeah, most Whereas of the like, people you call small on the football field are like probably eight centimeters taller than you. Yeah, yeah, in absolutely. general, you're like, oh, that, that's a short player. How do like 179 centimeters? Also, oh, like taller than the average person <laughs> by a stretch. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, whereas people who are average height on a footy team are like six two. Uh, yeah, but it was fun watching them bounce off uh, players. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Ab- absolutely. Anything to you know help me get through that 35 minute break. <laughs> All right, I think we've got time for some either hot takes or big calls for next week. Uh, what, are, what are we going? What am I going? Hmm. I, and I said this last week as well, but I didn't yep. say it on the podcast, but I said it to, to our friends. Uh, Essendon, going to beat Melbourne. You did say Essendon last week, and they <laughs> came out. They came they... out firing, and they misinterpreted that they needed to keep firing. <laughs> like they got told by the coach, come out firing from the start, and they went, excellent, at the start. Oh, should I take that back? Zach Merritt's out, isn't he? Zach Merritt is out. Uh, I think they had another injury. Can't remember who it was. Nah. I'm booking Cox, it in. Cox is out as well. Yeah. I'm booking it. Why not? Hot uh, take. My call is that Heaney is going to kick five and have 20. Um, purely because the Bulldogs clearly go, an inside <laughs> mid who's strong and kicks goals, let's just let him go. Because they've now had three games in a row where Petrarca in the grand final had 39 and two goals won. In the first round had 38 and two goals won. And then they let Cripps have 35 and two goals yeah. as well. In, in three games in a row. Mm. I don't know where you adjust your tactic as a team to try and prevent that from happening, but they're clearly not doing it right I now. I feel like Heaney plays a lot more forward than those two. But if he goes in the middle, like yeah. that's the body that goes in there and they're not going to be able to stop it. Jack Kennedy's not as fast anymore, doesn't have that no. speed. But if Either... you get Heaney in the middle for half of that game, he'll get 20. Heaney's in blistering form, but judging by his past, he's probably going to spend the next three weeks not doing, doing much. Um but yeah, and my then big he'll call kick is Sydney, <laughs> Sydney comfortably beat Bull, uh, Bulldogs, even at had Marvel, sorry. I'll uh, get stuck in that Doc one for Lambs. years. I was calling it Telstra for <laughs> the first like, 10 years it was Eddie had. So. All right, game of the round, what do you reckon? Uh, game of the round will be Collingwood-Geelong because Collingwood are Geelong's bogey team and have been for ages. Oh, you reckon they're going to go 3-0? Um, I think that... I don't know if they'll win, but I think it'll be a, a very tight game. Um, even in the year Geelong made the grand final against Richmond a couple of years ago, Collingwood pumped Geelong in Perth, just belted them. Um, it, so I think that will be 
it will be good to see, sorry, uh, Collingwood come up against some, what's the word I'm looking for? More mature competition. It's a rough on Geelong being the retirement home. But I'm excited for Henry on Henry. <laughs> Henry on Henry. No, I think it'll just be good to see Collingwood play against a better side to get a real judgment of where they're at. Um, I think Hawthorne, we should say that with this week as well. Like, the, the, their two teams... That... <laughs> don't, don't. Well, but Carlton have beaten good sides so far, like, is what we're looking at. Um, I suppose, yeah. Whereas Collingwood have beaten sides that we didn't expect to do much this mm. year. Um, and Hawthorne are in a similar boat. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see, or like Port Adelaide, I don't know where they're at currently. That's but, another one. Um, it'll be interesting to see Collingwood and Hawthorne, teams that are local unpensative for bottom four spots, playing this week against teams who are now expected to play finals um, to get a real gauge on them. I think that'll be a really good test this week for both teams. Collingwood kids look really good, though. Um, mm. You look at your Ginnivans and your McCreary's. Yeah. Uh, and obviously both Dacos. Dacodes. Um, Dacodes? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's Greek. Like and octopodes. octopodes. Yeah, it's a, it's a Greek okay. root word. So, um, Has McCray been playing for Collingwood? I haven't really I haven't been paying too much attention to yeah, that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not playing. I'll be interested to see how he ends up going. Um, all right, last one. Which coach is under the most pressure? Brett Ratton. Yeah, probably. It's got to be Brett. Like, I don't know how you can take a team. You come in your first year, you storm into sixth. Mm-hmm. You get pumped in your first final. But that's okay. That happens. The team's been that's outside the works. finals for years. It was Essendon got a pass on it this year as well. Um, and then you go to 14th. And then you... and you, They beat Frio, but... Oh, they beat Frio with one quarter of footy. Yeah. And I, it was not a good game. It's it's hard for me to be biased on this because obviously Brett Ratton was the coach of my team for many years. Um, I just see a lot of things repeating with him. And I worry that, you know, it's going to lead them down the same track. I think they have a bit of an unbalanced list and a game plan that revolves around Ruckman, which is not the go in modern AFL football. But I, I'm giving my vote to, to Hinckley. I think, uh, I think Port Adelaide are, well... I think Port Adelaide in general, there's a lot of ruthlessness involved with the way that club is run. Um, it's their way or the highway. And I feel like if they continue to dish up efforts like this, despite the fact they had ridiculous disposals, um, I don't think Koshy's going to have that. I think that's an interesting one. You talk about the disposals this year. We've seen a lot of teams win the game with a lot more disposals, lose the game with a lot more disposals mm. so far this year. I think it's just valuing that corridor game again. Yeah. Um, it's good of the six six six. Yeah, and it just teams going up the middle, less disposals from goal to goal. Mm-hmm. I, the most ridiculous reflection of that was Darren Thomas's goal um, for North, which he kicked from like ninety out, thirteen seconds after. Not often the kick in is your goal assist. Yeah, yeah, just a direct, <laughs> so like not even score involvement, goal assist. Just like, yeah, it doesn't pull, happen. Paul to Thomas goal. It's a great, um, great moment. I, I I loved Larky. That would have been his seventh if he managed to bag that one. He tried sprinting after it, but like the ball just tumbling. I don't know what it was, a mongrel punt from 90 out. No, nah, it was planned. He was aiming for the goal. Oh, yeah, but like it wasn't a torp, it wasn't a drop punt, it was just this like <laughs> kick. And it went. That Loved was good. Um, Alright, I think that's us for a week. Uh, we will be back again next week, hopefully with less burnt pies, less COVID cases, and uh, no pitch invasions, because this week it's illegal and you will get fined. Yeah, and make sure to check the website for all of the photoshops Jack's done of Buddy Franklin. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, um, yeah, they're, they're real. Uh, but so the website will have our running tally of votes for the Defenders Medal, and we will have a ladder uh, that I'm going to work on, which is just based on points against. Yeah, I like uh, that ladder. If you I... have the least points against, you're on top. That's a good ladder. 
Is Carl on top right now? No. no okay. <laughs> but we're up there. Well, Frio and St Kilda should be a chance because neither of them scored yeah. anything this week, so that they're going to be fine. That's that's the trick. Yeah. You see a lot of teams in the bottom bottom half who've lost games like sixty to fifty, and you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, last year Richmond would have had a really good points against despite finishing like eleven. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, all right. We're out of here. See you next week.